Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm back today with Caleb Schrader. We're talking about cancel culture and how to prepare our kids for this world that they are living in. And, you know, we are living in a world where it seems like everything is falling apart sometimes. But I have to often remind myself, we are here just like Esther, just like Mary, just like Daniel, just like so many people, you know, in the Bible. For such a time as this, God has us here in history for a purpose. And so we need to do a good job of preparing our kids for that purpose and helping them to see and understand what their purpose is, but also how to engage in this world that they are in. And so we're going to talk more about that today. Caleb's going to give us some really practical um, steps to preparing our kids for that. But before we get into our discussion, I want to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. They are a fantastic math program. If you guys are looking for a good online math program with someone who's going to teach math to your kids. Now, if Caleb were in your hometown or in your home, he would be able to teach math because Caleb is math geek. I am not a math geek. And so I don't want to, nor can I teach math to my children. So I rely on programs like CTC Math (laughs) to do that for me. And they are fantastic. Go to ctcmath.com. Caleb, welcome back. Um, we are not talking about math today because of all the (laughs) topics to talk about. That is the one I don't want to talk about, though you would probably enjoy that, wouldn't you? I I might be able to slip it in. I'm going to try. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) That's my challenge for you in this last episode. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see how creative you can be in slipping a math, you know, even a math joke. Yeah. I bet you've got some good math jokes. Okay. I'm going to wait for that. (laughs) We'll see what you do. Um, I know we've talked um, in the last two episodes about preparing our children. And of course, what it really all comes down to is God's word, right? Studying Mm -hmm. God's word with them and and helping them to understand what they believe and um, who God really is in light of his word. But can you give us some very specific ways that we can prepare our children? Like we, we, we moms need checklists. I love Mm -hmm. checklists. So (laughs) can, can you give us some very practical ways to do this with our kids? Yeah. So um, the first thing is, is practice radical hospitality. Um, And what I mean by that is, um, man, I think that, that homeschool families are awesome. Um, And, and it it makes me sad when I see that the world doesn't get engaged with them. Um, Mm -hmm. So radical hospitality, the word hospitality literally means loving strangers. Um, So having those strangers in, because here's one of the lies that we're addressing cancel culture um, is that, you know, you don't agree with me, so you must hate me. Um, And no, that's not true. I can love you and disagree with you. And how are we going to show that? By having these people in our homes, um, by loving these people well. You know, my grandpa taught me, he said, love people to Jesus. Um, So practice radical hospitality. That term radical hospitality, um, I get from Rosaria Butterfield. Um, Uh She wrote a book called The Gospel Comes at the House Key. So um, she does a great job of that. But just having people in your home. Um, Number two, uh, don't feed the pigs. Um, And what I mean by that is, you know, know, Jesus says, you know, don't... um, let me, let me actually read it to you. He says, Matthew 7, 6, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, um, lest they trample them under feet and turn and tear you into pieces. Um, Proverbs 9, 7 says, As he who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself, and he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not rebuke a scoffer lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. So we need to be teaching our kids to distinguish between the person um, that can hear it um, and the person that they need to distance themselves from. 
And they, we need to teach them to distinguish that because we don't want our kids to get bitten and devoured. Um, right. I think that in our modern context, it maybe would be more like don't feed the trolls, right? Um, and so like um, our kids, if they have an online presence, if they have access to social media um, and they are standing up for truth on there, it can be extremely oppressive. Um, mm -hmm. And so as a parent, just make sure that you're aware of, of you know, how your kids are being treated um, by the outside world. So we're practicing radical hospitality, but that's like in the context of our home, you know, where you're having unbelievers in your home and it's an environment where you can be evangelizing. Make sure your kids are getting involved with unbelievers who come into the church, you know, that's a great venue for them to be witnessing to the world. Um, but sometimes, you know, um, our kids can get really beat up in social media. So just teaching them, hey, you know what? I, I, know, um, I know that you want to sort of like, hit back at this person, but I really think this is just a troll here. Um, mm -hmm. And they're, they don't actually want to know the truth. Um, right. They just want to attack you. They want to irritate you. Um, so sort of teaching them to distinguish between that. Um, you know, I, if, I don't know with just two kids if you have this, but with six kids, I have certain children who love to, to get their siblings goad, right? And I'll tell them, <laughs> hey, if you, oh, don't, yeah. if you don't respond, they'll, they're not going to do that. You know, just don't right. give in to that. Don't respond. That's what they want. They're trying to get a rise out of you. Um, it's sort of the same thing. You know, so we teach our kids mm -hmm. like, you identify that in your siblings. That's going to happen in the world too. They just want to get a rise out of you. Don't respond. So right. engage with the world with radical hospitality, but at the same time, um, don't feed the pigs. Um, the other thing is um, it, it's important for us to keep, teach our kids to not run away from the culture. So we avoid engaging with swines, um, but we, we don't run away. And what I mean by that is we're taught throughout scripture that in spiritual warfare, we need to stand our ground. Um, we need to not turn our back on mm -hmm. the enemy, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Um, and right. so staying in those positions, um, continuing as long as you can. Um, what's, what's really important is that we get our kids ready um, to go out into the world and then stand strong and shine bright. Um, we need our kids engage with the secular world. Um, one of the things I, I felt called to the ministry as a child, and God sent me into public school for 18 years. And that was, that was excellent opportunity for me to learn to be salt and light in society. And I saw some of my homeschool peers that just sort of retreated from that. They're like, this is hard. Mm -hmm. This is oppressive. And I was like, you know what? Stand your ground. Stand up for truth. Um, out there in the world. So how do we do that with our kids? My parents prepared me for that um, by putting me on different sports teams, by letting me do outside activities outside of the church, you know, where mm -hmm. I'd be on a little league team, I'd be on the city basketball team, I'd be on the swim team, and I would learn to engage with the outside world in those contexts. So I learned to sort of stand my ground um, in those different contexts. Um, so it's, it's real important for us to be equipping our kids for that, getting them ready for for the world um, so they can stand their ground. Um, one, of, one of the problems is we're afraid, you know, we send our kids out there and there's people who are telling them lies. You know, what if they, what if they buy into those lies? What if they listen to those lies? Um, two excellent resources to help our kids sort of recognize, okay, that's wrong. That's not true. Um, one of them is the fallacy detective. Um, uh -huh. by um, Hans and Franz Bludorn. Yeah. Um, uh, no, sorry, Nathaniel and Hans Bludorn. Um, and then the other one is How Should We Then Live by Francis mm -hmm. Schaeffer. So Fallacy Detective, I used that with my boys um, when yeah, they were yeah. 12 years old. And we'd actually read it before they go to bed at night. Um, and they did it with their, um, with their curriculum too. Um, yeah. And then How Should We Then Live is really good for like teenagers, you know, to sort of read through that. 
um, together and sort of really learn to identify, okay, here's, here's how these lies play out in art. Here's how they play out in different just parts of our culture. Um, so they can sort of begin to recognize those things so they can stand their ground um, mm-hmm. in, in a world that, that wants to, to cancel them. So we're, we're encouraging them, you know, I want you to be somebody who's going to be a leader out there in the secular world, you know, like yeah. um, a lot of my generation of homeschoolers are, are lawyers now. One of my friends, he wrote an amicus brief that was on the Supreme Court decision that overturned Roe v. Wade. He wrote an amicus brief for the Dobbs decision, and he grew up as a homeschooler with that as his goal. He's like, I'm going to become a lawyer, and I'm going to dedicate my life to overturning abortion, which wow. you know means he has he has to be out there in the world. He has to be yeah. engaging, and he has to stand his ground um, when when the world wants to cancel him. You know, um, I really appreciate you saying that because I find myself oftentimes wanting to just protect my girls because I feel like, oh, you know, they're exposed to so much of the world already. I don't want to put mm. them into more of it. Um, but I, I, I battle with that sometimes like, okay, what, how much is okay? How much is yeah. enough for them to be engaged in this world without them being influenced by mm-hmm. the world? And, yeah. and at what age? And so let me, let me ask you that. Um, at what ages do you allow your kids to do? And, and I shouldn't say what age, because I know every child has a different maturity level. And yeah. so there's probably not like a magic number, but at what stage in life, I should mm-hmm. say, do you feel like kids are ready to really engage with culture? But let's take a quick break and then you can come back and yeah. answer that. Remember the songs that you learned as a little child? They're still deep in your memory and on the tip of your tongue, and they'll last a lifetime. Imagine if those precious songs had taught you God's Word. Using the classical model, BibleQuest provides both a plan and ready-to-use tools like scripture memory songs, games, and activities to make lifelong teaching of the Bible easy and effective. Simply pick a few tools for the week, practice them together, and enjoy how easy and effective teaching God's Word can be. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. That's R-O-C-K-E-D. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. We are back with Caleb. So before the break, I was asking, you know, at what point do we, you know, it's like we don't want to throw our kids to the wolves. Yeah. But at what point in their childhood do we start to let go little by little and say, okay, yeah. here, you know, you're okay to experience some of the world. I mean, I've I've had homeschool mom friends who literally won't let their kids play with the neighbors if the neighbors are not Christians mm. or homeschoolers. And I'm like, mm. that's not okay. Yeah. Um, you know, but at the same time, I understand the desire to protect them. Yeah. Yeah. One of the problems I run into as a pastor, um, my, my community here at my church is predominantly homeschool parents. Mm-hmm. Um, probably 70% of our families homeschool. Um, and so, the, the families that send their kids into public school often feel like the ugly stepchild. Um, and so even just telling them, hey, don't use the word public schooler like 
as a deriding term, you know, like don't say like, oh, you're a public schooler, you know? Um, and so like, I can teach my kids to, to, to do that. Um, so the reason we brought our kids home as homeschool parents, like all of us, you know, you, Mm -hmm. um, everybody who's listening, the reason we brought our kids home is so we could be the ones who teach them about these things. So we need to teach them about these things, which means like, we're going to go and we're going to look at social issues and we're going to talk about what's true here, what's not true. And so we're not like shutting uh, you know, shutting that out. Like we're talking about, hey, you know, look at these, look at these things that are happening. You know, talk about, talk about this situation where, hey, we need to be standing up for um, what a biological male and female is, and it's because the society is saying this. You know, they're saying mm-hmm. that this man who believes he's a woman can get in this pool and can annihilate women, um, and that's that's not fair. And here's why it's not fair because here's God's design. So we're not like, oh, we don't want them to know about that. No, we're gonna we're gonna present those things to them but we're the one who walks through it with them. We're the one who's there holding their hand, walking them through that. Um, and so as, as we continually engage with those things, um, then we're able to walk through and we're gonna able to teach them how to look at those through a Christian worldview. So one of the mistakes we can make as parents is that we remove our kids so much from society that they actually never learn how to think through issues from a biblical worldview. So right. we're, you know, we're taught, maybe we're not watching the news, but you're sharing with your kids, hey, here's what's in the popular news. Here's what's going on. Um, and so they're learning to engage with that. So I really I really challenge parents, don't, don't leave the back door open. Um, mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is parents will take their kids home you know, they won't let them go to public school and then they'll give them a, they'll give them a smartphone and then they'll give them unfettered access to social media. And that's way worse. Trust me, mm-hmm. just send them to public school and don't give them a smartphone. They'll come out better. Um, there's that my students were way more influenced by what they saw from social media influencers than by me as a really cool math teacher. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that's hard to believe, but they were way more influenced <laughs> by <the> social media <laughs> influencers. Yeah. Than by me. Um, so th- I mean, think about that kids they're yeah. yeah, they'll listen to teachers, but we don't have as much street cred as the YouTuber who has 500,000 mm-hmm. followers. Right. And so you're going to just let them like listen to that and go and engage with that. Um, and so you, you need to just don't, don't leave that back door open, but you also need to not slam it shut. Um, and right. what I mean by that is you you walk through it with them, right? And so like, hey, let's, you know, okay, let's let's watch these YouTube videos together. You know, let's mm-hmm. look at let's look at these TikTok videos together. So we're watching it together and we're talking about um what we just now now saw. Something I, I tell parents is um eat with your brains turned on. Um so one of the problems is that everything that we do to amuse ourselves, the word amuse literally means without thought. You know, that's what that's what amuse means. Uh Muse, amuse thought, uh, not, right? So not thinking. Um, we need to teach our kids, so you're going to watch a movie, you're going to watch a TikTok video, you're going to watch a YouTube video. What The reason people do that is so they can unplug, turn off, right. and just let it feed them. That's the most subtle form of worldview shaping. Um, and it's much more effective than anything a public school teacher can do in the classroom. Um, yeah. So if you've taken your kids home and you're like, I won the battle, and then you yeah. just left the back door open, the Trojan horse is in your house. And trust me, you're going to get defeated. Um, But you want to teach your kids to engage with us because eventually they do need to be able to to engage with the world, with outside world. They need to understand the things that are happening in the world. But you're the one who's walking through those things with them. Um, And so, you know, my my daughter this year, she graduated from high school. Um, So halfway through her senior year, um, I said, uh, actually, at the beginning of her senior year, I said, once you finish reading God's word, you've read the entire Bible, um, you know, cover to cover, um, then we'll talk about whether or not you can have any form of social media that's mm. on your own. 
right? So like um, they could see our social media, we'd share things with them. And so it was sort of my standard, but I waited until my daughter was almost an adult, but I wanted her to have access to it before she was an adult. So right. she could still be in our home. And as things came up, we could sort of talk through it with her. Um, and so it's just real, real important for them to, to engage with those things. And I like, I love movies and I take my mm -hmm. kids to see a lot of the popular movies. Um, I use plugged in to like review them first to sort of figure out what, what's going to be addressed. And then mm -hmm. we talk about it afterwards. Um, I use, I use VidAngel to watch movies at home. I don't know if you're familiar with that platform, but that yeah. way you can filter out a lot of the nonsense. Um, but we go through those and then we talk about it. We talk about, Hey, what's the worldview here? You know, um, what is, what is this, what is the message of, um, our family loves musicals, right? And so we talk about what's the message of this musical? And a lot of it is humanistic. You know, a yeah. lot of it is human centered. Um, and so we, I, I teach them, you know, engage with those things. It's just amazing to me how subtle mm -hmm. um, a secular worldview as a humanistic worldview is. Yeah. Um, these things are creeping in on every side. And so you can't keep them out, right. but you engage with them. You show, hey, like, look, this is, this is actually from um, a pagan religion. This is Wiccanism right here, you know? And so like you teach them to engage it, identify it. This is wrong. This is a lie, you know? Um, and then you also teach them about how to have a healthy entertainment diet. You know, like, why why is it that you want to watch this? Why is it you want to bring this in? Um, is there is there something redemptive about this? Is there something positive? Um, and so working through those as a family with your kids, um, super, super important for us to be instilling those um, in, in our kids. The, the, um, the other thing I treat, I teach my, teach my kids is how to um, engage strategically. I, I say learn strategic warfare. And what I mean by that is there's some things in society um, that are, that are amoral and some things that are immoral. Okay. So amoral actually has no moral value. It's just, it is. Um, um, and then there's some things that are immoral that are actually trying to decay our society are actually telling us lies are contrary to God's word. Um, and so we sort of need to distinguish between um, things that are amoral, things that are immoral. So we, we talk about those things as we engage with them. The other thing is we need to distinguish between what, uh, what's a universal moral um, and what's a specific Christian moral? And what I mean by that is, you know, there's Christian morals in Scripture that we shouldn't vie to have applied culture-wide, but there's universal morals that we should vie to have applied worldwide. Um, so an easy way to figure those out is like, look, as you read through Scripture, look at the standards that God has for the nations yeah. and look at the standards God has for His people. You know, standards for the nations is like, um, you know, sexual immorality is is wrong. Um, making sacrifice, sacrificing your children is wrong. These are universal moral morals. Murder is wrong. You know, so like um, when they come into Canaan, it said that, you know, the the bloodshed had been filled up in that land. So all of this murder that had happened there. Um, and so like the land is judged. It talks about the land vomiting out the people, not the Israelites, but the people who were before them. That's because there's universal morals. And we see those in creation and God's design. So teaching our kids, like these are things that the whole world needs to have. It's not that we're trying to force our Christianity on them. It's this is how God created the world. This is how it's supposed yeah. to function. But then there's other like Christian standards that we have for ourselves that we don't need to impose on other people. So what's what's the difference between those? I don't, I don't think that um, a lot of parents do a good job of sort of distinguishing. So a Christian standard, we shouldn't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We don't need to pass mm -hmm. laws that say people need to be in church on every single Sunday. Right. Um, that's a Christian moral. 
you know? Um, and so we're distinguishing between things that are specific to our religious practice and then things that are universal. They're not specific to our religious practice. These apply the world over. And we talk to our kids about how this is part of God's design. This is how he's made the world. Um, we, we also, we need to teach our kids how to speak the truth in love. Yeah. Um, and what that means is it's sort of what you talked about earlier in the podcast about appealing to God's word because we're mm -hmm. under his word. His word is the authority. Right. And so we're, we're constantly, you know, deflecting, like, I'm not the one who's, who's judging you. I'm not the one right. who you're going to stand in front of, but I believe God is, and this is what his word says. And I, I just want to show that to you. Um, and I just want to tell you, I'm concerned about you. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about your soul because I don't see you just as a person who's living here. I see you as an eternal being and I'm concerned about you. And so you're just, you're communicating that. If we actually love people, we're going to tell them this, but we're going to tell it to them in love. Not just like, right. oh, you're so wicked. I can't. No, we're wicked yeah. too. We're sinners yeah. also. We're saved by grace. We've been forgiven and we've repented of those practices, but we've only repented because God's given us the power to do that in, in the spirit. Um, so yeah. it's so important for us to be just teaching our kids to engage with culture. Don't run away from it. Identify what's true, what's a lie, and how do you speak into that? How do you speak effectively into that? And we're doing that by holding their hand while they're in our home, taking them into those places they can do that, and just, just challenging them. One last thing I'd leave you with is this. Yeah. We need to tell our kids to shine bright um, when they're going through trials. You know, when you're miserable um, and you have joy, the world has no they have no answer for that. They have no explanation for that. Yeah. Um, a family in our church just went through a, a devastating trial with their daughter who's six years old. Um, she had a, she had, had heart surgery and, um, and it went wrong and she was without a heartbeat for 15 minutes and had brain damage. And her parents, homeschool parents have just shined bright through that trial. Actually, when, when the doctor came out and told them that things had gone wrong, um, this, this homeschool mom, her name is um, Deanne Lewis. She said, you know, my daughter's a believer and I know where she's going, but I don't know where you're going. And if this happens so you oh, can get wow. saved, then it's worth it. She said mm. that to the doctor. And wow. you can imagine as a mom, you don't know yeah. if your daughter's going to make it. And this guy just made a mistake that caused yeah. this. And, and you're going to look at him and you're going to say, I'm more concerned about your eternal wow. soul than my daughter's life. And she said later, I have no idea where that came from. And her husband yeah. was like, I sort of ticked off when she said that, right? <laughs> but that's the Holy Spirit shining through us in those trials. And they've they've continued. This happened um, almost a year and a half ago. Yeah, just I followed their story on Facebook. It's incredible. Yeah, you can find them on uh, Pray for Natalie on Facebook. Um, they have yeah. um, they have thousands of followers on that on that page. And she's, she's radically, miraculously improved. Um, but yeah. all through that, her parents have just been trusting God, just showing their confidence is in God. And, and they've had countless opportunities to share the gospel with people because as they've Amazing. gone through the trial, they haven't backed down. And when the world, the cancel culture sees that, they're like, we don't have an answer for this. You right. know, and that's what, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be ready to give an answer for the hope mm -hmm. that's in us because it's supposed to be so strange to the world. Right. Like, what are you holding on it to? It doesn't What's make sense to together? others yeah. to cling to God in a time of trial. It's, yeah. it's when most people will say, you know, how could a loving God allow this to happen? Yeah. But God clearly yeah. has had a different plan. So, yeah. wow. So much good stuff, Caleb. Um, thank you for sharing with us this week. I want to um, close with one uh, passage of scripture. Um, it's Ephesians 6 and um, it's ver starting at verse 10 and it says this, finally be strong in the Lord mm -hmm. and in the strength of his might. 
Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And I'm going to keep going because it's so powerful. Verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and his shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which is what we've been talking about this week. Mm -hmm. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. I think that is Mm -hmm. one of the most powerful parts of scripture for us today as parents who are doing everything we can to raise up this generation of Christian warriors. We must put on the full armor of God and it all goes back to his word. And so praise God, he's given us his word that we can read and know. And yeah, we're putting it on ourselves, but we're also teaching our children to put it on too, you know? And so like, think through that. All right, I need to put this on, but like, how am I teaching my kids to put on the armor of God? That's what, that's what we get to do. That's the privilege of homeschool parents. Yeah. Amen. And it's one of my favorite parts in the movie where we talk about, we don't put kids on the front lines of a battle that adults themselves are having a hard time Mm -hmm. fighting. You've been there. You've been on that battlefield. You were on that battlefield, you know, in the public school system specifically for 18 years. Yeah. We don't put our kids on the front battle, you know, and on the front lines of this battle, we bring them home, we train them up at home, and then we prepare them to go out into Mm -hmm. the world. And that's what we're called to do as parents. So Caleb, thank you so much for sharing with us this week. I really appreciate your wisdom and your insight. Um, It's been such an encouragement to me. And thank you guys for listening. If you are blessed by this podcast and by the Schoolhouse Rocked Ministry, would you consider a donation of of any type? It could be a one-time donation. It could be a weekly donation. It could be a monthly donation um, to help us continue doing what we do so that we can encourage not just you, but so many other homeschool families as well. We love what we do. We feel so blessed and honored to be able to bring this encouragement and bring this truth to you through the Word of God and bring people like Caleb who take his time out of his busy day to uh, talk with me and encourage me and you um, as well. So you could go to schoolhouserocked.com, click on the donate button there and help support the ministry. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Caleb, thank you for being with us this week. I really do thank you appreciate for having it. Me. It's, yeah, it's so good to see you. And if you guys missed missed it, we are going to be at Caleb's Church, Faith Community Church in Palmdale, California on August 5th. It's a Friday night. It's going to be a free showing of Schoolhouse Rocked. I will be there with my girls. Several cast members, including Caleb, will be there as well. So join us for that. We would love to meet you. Uh, Sign up for our newsletter if you haven't done that, because we'll have all the information and details in there. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, This is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.